three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. So far, so I've got part two, uh, this, uh, season two review of Dead to Me, which I just finished this past week. So, full spoilers for season one, obviously, and I am gonna be going into some spoilers. Oh, pardon me. Uh, I will be going to some spoilers for season two, but I'm gonna try to keep it as vague as humanly possible. So, if you don't, if you don't want to know anything. Uh, just know that the season's excellent and you need to watch it. And I will I will leave it at that. Okay, so picking up from where season one ended, where Steve uh, was murdered by Jen, um, which they do fill you in this season on how that was done. Um, the thing I love about the season more than I even like, uh, liked it in season one is how they portray the relationships between characters. Um, Jin uh, and Judy, played by Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, respectively, they are both excellent again this season. I think Judy actually is the most fleshed out um, and actually my favorite character uh, this season, personally. Um, Jin, I think, is excellent. Christina Applegate, again, does a great job. But a lot of her arc really is covering up some things that occur. I like where we go with Judy because she does get a new love interest. But it is also about her healing the wounds and really discovering some of the things that Steve did to her. And kind of seeing it from other people's perspective um, to how toxic, toxic their relationship was. So I really appreciate that. So... The first season goes ahead and, and picks up um, with uh, Jin and Judy scrambling, trying to go ahead and cover up uh, the murder of Steve. And what I love about this is that this season in particular definitely gives you that feeling of the walls are closing in. It just feels like everything's falling apart. Um, it's like the last season of Dexter if it was actually you know good and well executed. Um, what uh, so? The season starts off with a lie from Jump. Uh, if you remember from season one, the finale, Jen, uh, Judy shows up and Jen has already killed Steve. Jen tells Judy that he charged her, that she, uh, he strangled her or choked her, and that uh, she went ahead and basically did what she had to do to go ahead and survive. Um, we unfortunately find out that, that that was not the case and that um, Jen... Uh, flat out murdered Steve. Uh, I think it's a little more complicated than that, but we will get there. Um, so I love that Jen, rightfully so, is still so pissed off at Judy. Um, that's something that helps the season really breathe. The fact that it does carry over, and that Jen and Judy's relationship it gets more complicated this season because Jen has to live with the fact that. While what Judy did was an accident as far as hitting her husband and killing him, um, what, she, what she did was not an accident. She took 
that bird from Henry or Henry's uh, president and bash Steve over the head with it, which is, um, you know, which is more of a crime of passion than an accident in like in Judy's case. So I appreciated that the show shows Jen's hypocrisy and how she really needs to go ahead and try to be able to deal with that uh, without the guilt of the actual act just breaking her. I thought that was extremely well done and that that arc in particular I thought was so well handled. Uh, secondly, there is a callback to, I will simply say, a confrontation that Jin had in season one. Um, all I will say is that it involves a uh, involves a stop sign, and I thought that speech in particular. When you get to it, you'll you'll know. I thought that scene in particular is one of the best scenes in the whole show, and one of my favorite scenes all year. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Um, the other thing about the season, it really shows how good of a person Judy is. Yes, Judy is a complete fuck-up, and she, you know, she, there, there's a lot of layers to her, but at her core, she is a good person. She wants to make people around her feel loved, because she doesn't feel loved. And there is this point where uh, Judy is making a pie uh, for everyone in the house, and Jin goes, oh, what? What kind is it? And Judy retorts, oh, Cherry, your favorite. And Jen immediately shoots back with, oh, I can't have any pie. I gained 10 pounds. And and Judy just looks at Jen and goes, I really wish you'd love yourself more. And at the end of the day, if there is a message that you can take away, I really think that's one of the key ones. It's just love yourself more. Learn to give yourself more credit. And the problem, it's not even a problem with the, the script or anything, but Judy's, uh, or sorry, Jen's big problem is that she really can't give herself credit on anything. Yes, she's definitely struggling to go ahead and make the single mom thing work, but at the same time, she was dealt one of the shittiest hands you could possibly be dealt, period, and she's doing the best she can to go ahead and navigate through all this, and I love the way that the show does call out Jen on the fact that she is slacking as a mom and that uh, Charlie and Henry are really acting a fool because of it. Uh, Charlie does something, I want to say it's about episode four, episode five, where you just go, oh, you dumb fucking kid, what are you doing? And it really does have consequences as we get towards the season finale. God help us if there's not a season three of this. Um, I loved, loved, loved the new character of Michelle, who's played by uh, Natalie uh, Morales. Uh, you more than likely know her as Lucy from Parks and Rec. And my favorite relationship, maybe even more so than uh, Jen and Judy, was Judy and Michelle. Because this season for Judy, it really is about her finding love whether that's spiritually romantically but also learning how to love herself and how to forgive herself and there's a couple scenes where judy just breaks down um i, I didn't mention him in season one review but abe who was freaking awesome um we we know he died in season one and so uh michelle goes ahead and brings her mom in to basically uh you know uh, rent out his room and there's a spark between Michelle and Judy immediately. And it's very cool how the show, because it is also written by a, by a woman, it doesn't over-sexualize uh, Judy and Michelle, which 
let's let's be real. If it was a guy, it probably would would have been way easier uh, to do that. But there is a certain amount of care that's taken as far as portraying a relationship. There is a sort of responsibility that Liz Feldman goes ahead and portrays the characters with that I really did appreciate because again, it didn't feel overly sexual. Didn't feel. Uh, like a fetish it just felt like a very natural relationship for where judy is and again on that spiritual plane it felt like michelle hit this nerve with her in a way that i went okay this makes sense that you two are together um there is a hiccup in the relationship and i'm, I'm not going to bring up what it is because because when you see it, you go, oh, son of a bitch, but in the best way, because it's just one of those other twists that the show is so great at throwing at you. Um, I love, um, and I'm blanking on her name, but I love Jin's neighbor, because she was kind of, she was very much a minor character in season one. Uh, Karen, I believe it is. But Karen just loves, she, she wants to get out of the house. She wants to go ahead and be, involved with people she's you know she's a oh pardon me um she's a you know she's a stay-at-home mom and i appreciate the fact that jen and karen were able to relate on that level and karen is she's trying so hard she tells her hey let's have some wine let's sit up by the pool she really is trying to make friends with jen and i found it incredibly endearing um their relationship the problem is that uh, the neighbor ends up becoming uh, more of a liability than anything, and uh, you'll you'll see how you'll see how that uh, that uh, plays out. One of the scenes that just broke my heart. There's a scene where Jen is talking to uh, her youngest, uh, Henry, and he tells her how he had a bad dream, and she goes, "Well, what's wrong?" And he tells her that uh, he was in this room alone, and that they took you away away from me and i thought that scene in particular was so well played out it really does go ahead and elevate the sense of urgency that jen is feeling because obviously you know single mom she doesn't want her uh her kids going off to the grandma because the grandma sucks um she wants to be there for her kids and it's really clever the way the show goes ahead and, and lays the stakes out very early on and you feel this certain feeling of dread kind of hanging over Jin and Judy all season so as things get to the climax you really do feel things uh ramping up also I love the fact that this season they really get into the fact that even if someone has passed if they're a piece of shit they're a piece of shit you know and and, and I love how Jin really does tell Judy that look you know Steve you know, abused you, he, you know, he yelled at you, he made you feel like less of a person, there is a scene where Judy plays these voice messages that Steve left, and they are just some of the most intense, oh god, how, like, how could you be okay uh, with saying these things to someone you supposedly love, and that switch that I mentioned in season one, how he can go from being so endearing and loving about her to immediately just being like oh you fucking bitch um there is a scene very similar to the scene in season one where uh judy uh gets the confession from jen that jen flat out killed steve now obviously murder is not good um, <laughs> but 
I would and now I'm paraphrasing, but I would like to just read basically what Steve, uh, what Steve said. Uh, in reference to Ted, he was looking for a way out. Ted jumped in front of your car. He wanted to get hit, and I don't blame him. If I was married to you, I'd want to put a gun to my head and pull the trigger, you miserable cunt. Now, okay, um, I've been called the N-word before, and I've definitely gotten uh, the, the, the fights because of that. Um, if someone, if I'm a woman, someone says that to me, I, I would, I would probably hit him in the head with a bird too. May not kill him, but I damn sure would hit them because what a terrible fucking thing to say to someone who's trying to get over the death of someone. Like what a fucking asshole to drop that shit in her own home, might I add. And so when she snaps, I kind of went, you know what? Yeah, I mean you said a very, very shitty thing, and the other thing that the show, I mean, it it, it doesn't completely absolve uh, Jin, let's be clear, but there's a point, multiple times, she asked him to leave, and he said, I'm not gonna fucking leave till you tell me where the fuck Judy is, and it's like, well, dude, she gave you an out, and you just had to keep pushing being a prick, so it, you know, this, this is kind of what you get, as fucked up as that sounds, um, I love the way that the elf, the FBI is brought in because you do find out how deep Steve's connections went and how much uh, really illegal activity he was involved in. Um, there is some, there are some elements to this, and I don't really want to get into them, but they're, they're, they're a little, not far-fetched, a little coincidental, and some people might say that's coincidental. I personally think it's a very well-placed tapestry as far as where this show ends up uh, at the end of this at the end of the season. I think it's super well done. Um, some people might ha- have a problem with the fact that it's more. It is somewhat of a rehash, um, except that the roles are flipped as far as you know Judy and Jen. But I think that even with the roles flipped, it still works so incredibly well. And I actually think the writing is smarter here. The show does such a great job of building tension um, between these moments where you feel people getting closer to the secret about what happened to Steve. You feel you feel the tension between Judy and Jen because the secret is just bearing down on both of them. Um it's it's really it's really quite intriguing to watch and just to see this unintentional chess match between the two of them as they're just trying to go ahead and survive and yet they get closer i think this season than they even were during the first season because of everything they've gone through um there is a scene where detective perez is talking to nick uh because Detective Perez, and that is one thing I will say, she has a hard-on for Judy like there's no tomorrow. Now, granted, she's not wrong, but I would compare it to uh, Detective Aceveda uh, with uh, Vic uh, Mackey from The Shield, where she has such a hard-on for her. You kind of just go, man, if you had your own life, you'd probably be a much happier person. And to the credit of the show, they kind of address that. In later episodes, and I, I will just leave it at that without, again, trying to spoil anything. Um, just going ahead and going through a couple more highlights here. There was a joke that I want to say Judy made uh, telling Jen how the FBI is looking for Steve. And Jen, without missing a beat, goes, uh, this isn't the fist. Uh, uh, oh, no, no. Um, sorry, the, the twin brother 
uh, says that. Uh, now, so here's the trip. James Marsden comes back on the show. He does play Steve in flashbacks, obviously, but he plays Ben Wood, who's Steve's twin brother. And again, just have to shout out James Marsden. The fact that he was able to go ahead and play twins and give them such distinct personalities so that you know, obviously, James Marsden playing both roles, but the way he dives into each role, uh, the both the roles, I thought was fucking inspired. There is this really sweet scene where Ben is talking to Jen about um, the fact that he had, I believe it was like seven, uh, uh, seven surgeries uh, because of his heart and how he's got scars. Uh, uh, he's got scars because of his heart defect and how they connect because of that because you know Jin had uh, had breast cancer so she had surgery and I love that very raw and very real um, conver- uh, conversation that they have about that and about how they don't feel pretty they feel less than because of the surgeries they had I thought that was so incredibly well done and it really just shows that connection that they have but also a very real world thing about the fact that you know I mean if you look at people who've had who've been through uh you know abusive relationships you know physically or mentally I mean there there are scars there and I love the fact that Jen is able to let her guard down a little bit to Ben even if it's not as much as maybe he or she would have liked, but it does show that she's slowly getting to that point where she can heal, and it does make you endear, uh, endear uh, more to Jen as the season goes on, despite the terrible things she did. Um, I, I mentioned it briefly, but there is that scene where uh, she's speaking to some uh, some powerful men, and I'll kind of leave it at that. I thought that scene was super well handled. Um, there's a scene where Jin just breaks down, um, talking about how Steve, uh, how as shitty as a person Steve was, how Judy deserved to go ahead and have a chance to say goodbye to him. And that scene in particular just made me really get, uh, choked up. There's a scene where, um, Judy is almost pulling a uh, Mark Wahlberg in fear. She's like slapping herself and saying like, why can't you do anything right? Why can't you just be quiet? I I thought that scene in particular was just brutal. Um, the season really does a great job of not just building tension, but it has these very big spikes. I will just say there is a memorial episode for Steve that I thought was so fucking well done. It might be my favorite episode of the series. I believe it's like season. I believe it's episode five uh, of the season. But this show, um, this show just continues to elevate and continues to just get better. I I give everyone in this show so much credit. Um, my only real complaint is. Charlie is just such a shitty kid. He's such a terrible teenager, and he acts like he's not doing anything wrong. And I think that in particular drove me fucking insane. Um, and I just think that if he, I did half the shit he did, I'd probably be... <laughs> uh, I don't even know what my mom would have done. I can't even wrap my head around a punishment that severe. But that's really my only gripe. I, I thought the score was excellent. James Marsden really shows out here uh playing dual uh, dual roles because again playing steven flashbacks playing ben in current time and where this season ends 
uh, Alea and I, my jaw was just, my mouth was just hanging open, like, what the hell? So, this show, it needs a third season. Um, I don't think it needs more than a third season. And the only reason I say that is because I think a show like this, because of the concept, it can very, the concept can get old very quickly. So, I think a third season to wrap this up, I think, would be perfect. But this is becoming one of those shows I go, you know what, I'm going to need to be telling everyone to watch this if they haven't. Um, This was excellent, and this was so well executed. I gave season one, I believe, an A, which I think is fair, just because of a few, not, not, not gripes even that I had, but just, I thought there were things that could have been improved upon. But season two, I think, is damn near flawless. I, I thought this show was just, it, it really gave me everything I wanted. It gave me laughs. I cried. Um, it gave me a finale that I just went, oh, son of a bitch, you better get a third season. Um, you're more endeared, as I mentioned, to Jin and the Judy and the way their relationship evolves. I thought was Shakespearean and just how tragic and yet beautiful it was. Um, everyone else in this show came to play. Uh, I would have liked a little more uh, Christopher Doyle. I thought he was really good, but the little, the scenes you do get with him are great. And there's a scene with Detective Perez and Jen. Uh, I won't say what in what context, but when you see the scene, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I thought that scene was absolutely incredible. One of the best scenes in the whole, uh, in either season. So... I'm going to give this, I'm going to give season two of Dead to Me a fan-fucking-tastic. I thought this was absolutely excellent. I'll probably go through and watch this again before the end of the year. I, I thought this was just incredibly well done. But, uh, uh, ladies and gents, have you seen Dead to Me season one and two? Uh, let me know what you thought. What do you think will happen with season three? Again, hopefully we get a season three. But uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. That's R-E-E-L Pineapple. Go ahead and tweet me, guys. I love talking about movies, wrestling. Go ahead and hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can go ahead and follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neill. That's R-E-E-L O'Neill. And go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, uh, oh gosh, and iHeartRadio, there we go, at The Real Pineapple. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for, um, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to review this weekend, Uh, but we will have more reviews up this weekend. Guys, I hope you're all staying safe out there. Please take care of each other. Help out where you can. And we'll talk to you guys soon. You guys have a good one. Take care.